another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am so excited to share another episode with you today. I am talking with Dr. Karen Graywall. She is a family medicine turned functional medicine physician, and she is talking today about perseverance, specifically her own perseverance through some pretty crappy situations in her life, but how she has come through those to go from just surviving to thriving. So join me in this conversation, get a few fun tidbits, and then stick around afterwards for that kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Dr. Kieran Graywall. It's so great to have you on here. Same here. It's such a pleasure to meet you and be here today. I know. It's just so fun getting on, like you said before, talking with other physicians who actually want to help each other. So tell my audience a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing in the world. So I am a traditionally like a board certified family physician. I left or I I should left conventional medicine in 2015. Uh, and I started looking into functional and integrative medicine world. And I've never looked back since then. <laughs> and now I have a practice in Cary, North Carolina, which started off as a direct primary care practice. But I quickly, I just decided that I was not going to do any primary care. And I was only going to do integrative functional medicine wellness work. I love it. And what spurred your change from DPC into just like straight wellness work? The two are very different. They're not synonymous. Um, And I didn't want the patients to get the idea that functional medicine is primary care Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not primary care. And when you're in such a hyper-focused business, I really wanted it to be functional medicine and I didn't want patients, well, you know, it's important for them to be aware and it's important for them to stay safe. Right. And so your word today is perseverance, which I love. I love a good long word. <laughs> Tell our audience why you picked perseverance. We've all been through as, as doctors, you know, we've been through what I call crap and we were told dumb and stupid. Uh, and despite being told dumb and stupid during a specific time and period in our lives, we've done some amazing things. And the only way to get to, from an adversity standpoint, that you've been belittled so much during your training or whatnot to turn that around, it takes a special, you know, word, <laughs> I would say, you know, it's a special characteristic. And I think, I think a lot of doctors have it and that's perseverance. And, and that's, that's what got them to that residency, medical school and beyond residency and, you know, beyond other careers outside of residency or conventional medicine. Give us some more sneak peeks into your own perseverance. My perseverance was that I was diagnosed with a chronic condition during my residency, and I was not able to speak about that problem. 
um, and to be able to live with chronic disease and, and go through a high-risk pregnancy as a resident and have four different <laughs> OB appointments and your program director has no idea and to make it all that work while you're driving two, three hours a day, that's that was hard. So did you live with me in residency? Because <laughs> we have very similar stories. Really? Oh yeah. I was pregnant twice during residency and I lived just over an hour away from where I went to residency at. So I was doing the yeah. commute too. Same here. Um, uh, it was in my OB was where I lived, not where I was doing my residency. So to manage all that and yeah, it was to end up with a successful pregnancy and graduate from residency with all the yelling and screaming and driving. <laughs> yes. Lots of perseverance. And I think it probably took a lot of perseverance too, to once you got out and then realized, Hey, I need to make the switch and doing functional and integrative medicine. Right. Yeah, that wasn't very clear to me right off the bat. As I started my attending job, my first attending job was really terrible. It was, um, it was seeing like I was seeing thirty patients a day, and in half a day there were sixteen appointments. So it was really, really not a, a good situation. And I transferred and I left that residency. I mean, I left that attending job, and I we moved. But that second job, I thought it was going to be good, but it was actually just as bad because, you know, the EMRs and the paperwork and all that stuff, it was just, and then I was like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Like, is it, am I really supposed to be a doctor or a mom? And I thought at a point where I was like, you know, maybe I at the, maybe my real meaning and purpose is to be a mom, not a doctor. And I started to soul search and I was like, you know, you know, I told my husband, you know, that's where, you know, your connection and your um, relationships come in handy. And I was like, you know, well, what if I wasn't supposed to be a doctor? Because, but at the end of the day, you realize, no, you picked the right path. You, you did everything. You knew you wanted to be this doctor, but the system came in and became super ugly to you. <laughs> and you know, it didn't value who you were. And that was my sort of soul searching. I realized, you know, yes, I'm supposed to be a doctor, but I'm, I'm supposed to be a specific kind of a doctor. And yeah. to be that particular kind of a doctor, I had to find my path. I talked to so many colleagues who ask this exact same question of themselves. And then when they come to coach with me, they yeah. ask me that question. And you're right. It's, it's not an easy answer to come to. There's a lot of digging and soul searching. And like you said, talking with the people that are most intimately connected with you. And I'm just so glad to hear that you were able to get down to the heart of that of what, who you are and how you heal the world and take care of people. And I think that's so important that we all at some point define for ourselves that the job doesn't make us, we make the job. And yes. the other thing is too, is we get to decide, like you can right. step in and out. Um, I had a previous podcast guest who she described it as like going clothes shopping and you get to decide what you want to try on and what you want to put back on the shelf. And then sometimes you take stuff home and you're like, oh, hell no. And you return it. <laughs> right. 
So I just applaud you for for talking about your journey and talking about that. So tell me a little bit more about your practice that you're doing and also this new course that you're putting out. So the practice that I'm doing right now is solely, you know, functional medicine approach to chronic diseases. So so everything bread and butter, you know, chronic disease, like lifestyle induced chronic disease, like diabetes, hypertension, you know, in functional medicine, we sort of have a very different way of looking at a whole person. We don't just look at the top, you know, the problem that is diabetes. We kind of look deeper into um, you know, what's going on, you know, so for, I give a, a example of a patient, you know, that came into me, he actually had diabetes, hypertension, osteopenia, osteoporosis, nasal congestion, all kinds of problems. But really, his trigger was this car accident that jacked up his HPA GT axis. So now he's got this, he says, in this fight or flight, that we can conventionally say, oh, your blood sugars are going really out of control, but at the root of the problem is this man who is really terrified. Mm. You know, it's going back and like and helping him retrain and deal with the stressors and, and, and teaching the skills to cope with that stress and teaching mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques, the meditation, connection with self, uh, you know, that higher meaning, higher purpose. And slowly patients are more in control of their health and their symptoms and what they're doing with their lives. It's kind of very similar to probably your coaching work. It's more coaching. It's kind of giving them the autonomy and empowering them instead of letting that disease take over their life. Yeah. I think it's so important. Just like you said, like identifying those traumas Mm -hmm. because when we can get away from asking people what's wrong with you and instead (laughs) start asking them, what has what happened, happened to, to you? you? Yes. Yes. That is where I think the magic happens. And that's what I think is important for us for ourselves too, is to say, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe it's something that has happened. Absolutely. Me. Yes. Yes. And I used to think like, and that's when I started dissecting my own life. And I said, well, what happened to me? Was it in my childhood? Was it in my marriage? Was it in my education? And I go back. No, I was belittled during my training, you know, and, you know, and, and that's just so sad to, to like, you know, to be told that you're a dumb doctor. <laughs> you worry so hard in your life and, you know, and you know, you are brilliant. You're smart. You create so much value to your patients. Um, but to have someone like, in, you know, even an office personnel come and question you, oh, Dr. Graywell, why didn't you pri- prescribe this patient antibiotics? And you're like, I'm the doctor. This patient clearly does not need antibiotics. They have allergies, you know? I mean, just stuff like as little as that, you know, it's a constantly like, you know, people from the office come and question you in, you know, your. Yeah. And I think it's important to identify those moments that continue to kind of like stick on us like a bad piece of tape. And you like, why are you still here? Why? And I think it's really important to get underneath of that to see why is that triggering me? Like, what is, what is that that it's bringing up in my, in my thoughts? Because yes. it's obviously then perpetuating into my life. It's all basically saying, you know, comes from that, that whole thing that, oh, 
I, I just remember this one sentence by one of the attending physicians and he said it was a room full of residents. He said, I don't think there's anyone here who's going to, ever going to get a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, like, why do we have to have that kind of language in training? Right, right. Because you probably, what were you <laughs> sitting back? I know when you just said that, I was sitting back and being like, wait a minute. It may be me, you know. I know me and another colleague looked at each other. We're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. going through your own journey and working through this and, and wanting to help others, uh, we were talking before the recording that you're releasing a course called Path to Healing. I'd love to hear a little bit more about this. So the path to healing is everything I do in my clinical practice, but now patients will be able to access it online anywhere in the world. So they don't need to come and see me, but I will be coaching them through the entire process of getting to their triggers, the root cause and their imbalances, and then help them fix those imbalances and, you know, from anywhere in the world, really. Cool. That's awesome yeah. too. I know there's so many more female physicians out there putting courses out into the world and um, because you know, we're only one person and we can yep. only see like one or a small group of people at a time. So it's really cool to be seeing the you and others um, using the magic of the internet and of courses to help perpetuate um, the knowledge and the experience that you bring into it. What advice would you have to any listeners who are like, hmm, I think I kind of want to do something like this? Just go do it. I think what I have learned is, you know, I know that uh, God has bigger plans for me and the universe has bigger plans for me. All these things that happen to us, there's a reason and a purpose and a meaning. And if you have those thoughts that, you know, oh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be in conventional medicine. And I just think that that was my exit. And at that point, I didn't realize that all those things brought me so much more to life. I'm so glad that those things happened to me and they were lessons and there was a purpose behind them. Uh, and I'm able to thrive from those experiences and learn. So I, I just say, you know, just go for it and do it because there's, there's something big out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Graywall for coming and talking to me and my audience today has been just a pleasure having you. And I'm so glad to have you as friend and colleague. Same here. Thank you so much. I love every, every, everything that you're doing. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Greg Wall, for coming on the podcast and sharing all that you did. So for the kick of encouragement today, I am going to read one of my favorite poems that I feel like most exemplifies perseverance and a little backstory on this. So I had a friend who I met in freshman orientation at college who found out also loved to play volleyball 
And I said, hey, I would love to play volleyball for a college team as well. I was going to Oakland City University in Southern Indiana on an academic scholarship and just thought, hmm, I'm good enough. I think I could play here too. And she made a deal with me and said, okay, I will get you a volleyball tryout if you will try out for cheerleading. I have never cheered a year or a day or a week in my life. I am definitely a sideline cheerleader, but when it comes to uh, cartwheels, splits, and pom-poms, no, no. Anyway, I went along with the deal because I thought, worst case scenario, I'll go try out for the cheerleading squad and they'll cut me and it'll be perfectly fine. So flashing forward, I did get on the volleyball team. I actually got some um, money as well to play volleyball. So I was a scholarship volleyball player through college. We finished our first freshman year together. It was great. And then basketball season rolled around and she said, okay, it's time for you to come good on that promise that you made. And I was like, oh, shit. So I went and did cheerleading tryouts. It was like a couple nights for one whole week and, you know, did what I did and was like, oh, well, whatever. They didn't cut anyone that year. <laughs> and so we became good friends after that. Uh, she was my roommate for a while before she got married to her husband. And she gave me this poem. So long story, rolling it in, is that uh, I appreciate Alicia and uh, this poem that I still have hanging on my mirror to this day. It's called Keep Going. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, when you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but do not quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow, you may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to be faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to that golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. And when things seem worst, you must not quit. Friends, I just want to leave you with that, that you are so close. Don't quit. Hang in there. And of course, I would love, love, love to talk to each and every one of you. Remember, that's my goal for 2020, to talk to every single Dr. Me First listener and follower. So if we haven't interacted yet, you need to get your booty to the show notes. You need to come hang out with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or arrange a phone call. I'd love to just sit and take some time to get to know you. So as always, my friends, remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. <laughs>